Hey, how are we doing? Good. Yeah? Andrew's doing good. That's cool. Hey, show of thumbs, how, how are you feeling right now? Right? Was, was break rejuvenating or did you get less sleep because you were watching uh, Netflix? What's that movie everybody's watching? Feet, bird Feeder? It's cool. So, um, hey, as you guys, as you get your little papers, um, and if you don't have a paper or a pen, just raise your hand and Will or Grace will bring something around for you. Taylor needs something over here. So what, do you need a paper? Uh, and can you grab, give me one. So, uh, Happy New Year. You're welcome. I, I absolutely... I absolutely love New Year's so much. Uh, we just took a personality test with the uh, staff of Trinity, and my, one of my personality traits is called uh, thrust or launch, which means I love starting new things. I love anything that's brand new. I love it. So I love the new year. I love like, the potential for things to change and be different, uh, even though like 7% of New Year's resolutions actually pan out. Um, did anyone actually make a New Year's resolution this year? Did anyone do that? Cool. Anyone make it and already uh, just didn't keep it? Anyone already lose? Cool. When I was in high school, one year, uh, my New Year's resolution was to give up Diet Coke for Christmas, or for New Year's, for Christmas. Merry Christmas, self. Um, Diet Coke has aspartame, but they're doing so many things, man. They're like adding flavors, and there's like the, I saw like a lime ginger thing in the little, it's like a skinny can. Who doesn't want that, right? Don't do it. It's an addiction. We'll meet after. We have a little Diet Coke addicts meeting. Um, for me and Caroline, is it? Okay, right? Still, so, yeah, Caroline and me. Um, and, oh, wow, the Diet Coke addicts are coming out because you feel safe. Um, so, anyways, I don't know why I'm sharing this. So, one year, I wanted to give up Diet Coke. And, anyways, I ended up like, we went to lunch after church, like the first Sunday of New Year's. We went to lunch and we went to like In N Out. And I remember like getting Diet Coke and hiding it because from people, like, I, I don't know, it was weird because I didn't want people to know because I had made such a big deal about how I was giving up Diet Coke. Um, but I love, um, I love New Year's. I love, um, I actually also love this new show. It's called Tidying Up on Netflix. Anyone want to watch the show Tidying Up? Watch two episodes? Cool. We are on like episode two, and there is this um, small Japanese lady. Her name is Marie. Uh, is it Mary? Mary or Marie? Anyways, she comes into your home, and it's, it's really cool. She comes in, and she like, she welcomes herself to your, to her. she talks to your home and says, hi, welcome. And people who have a ton of crud and need to get, like, throw things away, they invite her in, and she like helps them clean, right, and, and throw things away. And so like, she goes through, like, there's like a bunch of categories, like books, clothes, um, like um, sentimental things. And anyways, so she goes through all these categories and she makes you take everything from your room. And, and so for clothes, so there's this lady, like she makes her take all of the clothes in every single room, because apparently girls have clothes in multiple rooms, not just their closet, so it's a thing. Um, and she brings it all out and they put it on the bed um, so you can see just how, how many clothes you have, right? You need to be confronted with your clothes addiction. Um, so anyone here, if you were to bring like all of your like clothes out, would that be like, could you just imagine how many clothes that'd be? Um, and then what you do, you're supposed to hold the clothes in your hand and what, what, what Mary says, Marie, whatever her name is, I don't know. Um, Marie, she says, she, she makes you hold each item of clothing 
and you have to think, does this spark joy? Not is this like necessary or like is this utilitarian or like, or like uh, I don't know. Or if this was an Arctic winter, I would need this. Okay, you live in California. Um, but she makes you hold it and it's like, does this bring joy to you? So you have to go through and hold all your clothes. And if it doesn't, you throw it away or give it to the Goodwill or whatever. Um, anyways, but I love this moment um, in the episode. And this is kind of where we're going with this point. Uh, is where she makes you drag all of your stuff out, throw it on the bed. And then people are always shocked. They're like, I didn't know I had that many pants, right? Like, I, I always keep saying, like, uh, uh, Vicky hears this all the time, I don't have enough pants. And then, like, did you know I have, I have like, 15 pairs of pants? They're all just there. Um, so, <laughs> get it, anyways, the, oh, I didn't put this part in. Vicky and I, yesterday, we were going through our tiny apartment, and we threw away, like, eight bags of clothes, um, which our apartment's very small. So that was, like, most of the apartment, probably. We were living in clothes, swimming in them. So, um, but there's this moment where you drag all of this stuff into the center, put it on the bed, and you're, you're able to be aware of how much crud that you have. Um, the first step towards change is awareness. If you want to get from where you are to where you want to be, you have to start by becoming aware of the choices that lead you away from your desired destination. Um, this, is, um, this is Simon Sinek from, the, it's like a really famous book right now. It's called Start With Why. Um, and so you need to become aware of why you make decisions. So as the new year starts, um, every year I would want to read the Bible more. At every camp, when I was in high school, my freshman, sophomore year, I would always want to read the Bible more. Has anyone ever thought, I want to read the Bible more? And you leave camp and you're like, I'm going to do it. Uh, you buy a new Bible, you buy a new devotional, you have a text feed with all your friends and they're going to keep you accountable or you make your counselors do it, right? And, and it, has anyone had that and then it just like fails like week two, right? Um, and so when I was in high school, Freshman, sophomore year, this is, this is what would happen. Every New Year's and every camp, I want to read the Bible more. This year I'm going to do it. This year I'm going to do it. Um, but I was never aware of why it never worked out. I really thought it was just because I was busy. Uh, and busyness can be a thing, but I think there are other reasons that we don't read the Bible that we need to become aware of as we go into this series called Open Your Bible. It's like the most blunt sermon title of a series I could ever. What's the point of this series? Your parents are like, what are you learning about in high school? We're opening our Bible. Great, that's awesome. Um, we, I, I want you to open your Bible during this series. We're even going to open our Bible here in the wall room. So right now, Will's just going to pass out some Bibles. Um, you also, um, yeah, give it up for Will. Um, so as he passed out those Bibles, back to more. I had, I had a vision, I had an intention, but I never, I never could make it happen. Um, and I thought it was because I was just busy. But, but there were other reasons that I wasn't aware. Okay, so you have a Bible. Who has a Bible in your room? Who has multiple Bibles in your room? Who has a Bible on their phone? Who can Google the Bible? Everyone can Google the Bible. So here's the thing. You have access. You have greater... Here, team. I know they're passing them out, but just track. You have greater access to God's word, more access than any people in history, more access than any people on the continent, right? There are people in areas like, like China um, where they, we smuggle Bibles into these places. People swallow them on flash drives to get them in. There are people, yes, there are people who treasure the Bible. We have greater access, um, but for some reason we don't read it. 
And in here, you might be like, yeah, I do read it, I do. I do. Um, and that's awesome if that's you. But the majority of conversations I have with students, um, and even people who are my age, it's I, I don't read it enough. Um, and so we have greater access, but why don't we do it? All right, so the Bible's sitting there, right next to your bed. It's on your phone. What are the barriers? We need to become aware of the barriers that keep us from reading it. And so when I was in high school, I thought the barrier was busyness. But really, it wasn't. There was something deeper. There was a deeper reason. Um, so turn to someone and say, we're going to go deep. <laughs> All right. So um, why don't we read the Bible? Why don't we read the Bible? It could be because wounds. So it could be because maybe God um, hasn't shown up in a way that you expected him to. Maybe he, he didn't heal someone in your life who you expected him to heal. Maybe you expected him to be louder and you just don't hear him. And you have wounds in your past. And so when you open the Bible, it might remind you of those things. Or you might get to a verse like, God is my refuge and strength. And, and you have wounds because you just feel like he hasn't been that for you. And so maybe you have wounds that keep you from opening your Bible. Um, maybe when you open your Bible, you, go, you get to a verse that says, um, like, whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And you know you haven't thought about such things. But you've blown it in your life. And, and, and you, when you read that verse, it's just like there, there's wounds there because you know that you've blown it. And so maybe you don't open the Bible because you know that. Um, maybe it's because you're afraid. You're afraid that it'll be too convicting, um, that, that you're going to hear things that you don't want to hear. Um, maybe it's um, fear that you won't understand what's in the Bible. Maybe there's like something that's going to be too confusing to you. Um, maybe it's lack of importance. Um, I was talking to a parent, and there was a high school student a couple years ago, and, and she had come to high school a lot, and then she had stopped coming. And I was just kind of asking the parent, hey, how is she doing? Um, and the parent said, she's doing great. And um, she was in high school group, and that was great, but she learned everything that she needed to learn, and so she doesn't go anymore. Okay, so sometimes we stop reading the Bible because we already know enough. How does it make you feel when someone says that? And do you know what I said to this mom? Okay, so I, hopefully I'm less sassy now. I said, oh, cool. Maybe she didn't get to the part about self-righteousness. Maybe she needs to learn a little bit about that. Um, so, which actually led to a really good conversation. Um, so, <laughs> snarky Joel. Um, so, I know, sometimes we're like, we already know that. Um, and so I, would, I guess I would challenge that. We probably don't, we don't know everything. Um, or we need to be reminded of things. Um, but I think the other piece is we've misunderstood what the Bible is for. The Bible is not just about getting information. It's a tool for a relationship. The Bible is not just about us getting a lot of information. It does inform us, but it's, it's a tool to help us be in a relationship with God. Um, so some of us, we just don't think the Bible is very important. It's for somebody else, but it's not for me. Um, it could be lack of urgency, right? You're like, when I get older, then I'll read the Bible, right? When I'm Matt's age, uh, then I'll read the Bible, and I could be just like Matt, um, Right? And Matt would say, no, you guys should start reading now. Um, when did you really start reading the Bible? Senior year. Boom. Right? He didn't wait until he was in college to start studying the Bible. Um, he started when he was in high school. Um, lack of urgency. It also could be that you feel um, disqualified. Um, I've talked to a lot of people who are new to church, or maybe um, they don't know a lot about the Bible, and they hear people say, like, yeah, remember in the Bible when Jonah got swallowed by a fish? And, and you're like, no, I've don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Has anyone ever been in a room where someone's talked about something in the Bible and you have not known what they're talking about, right? So some people, like, even when we say, hey, open up to Psalm 119, which we'll do in a second, you're like, what? What's, what even is that? Um, Psalm, 
By the way, the Bible is not just one book. It's a library of books. It's a collection of books. And so Psalm is one of the books of the Bible. Um, and so also never be afraid to look at uh, the table of contents and flip there. Because um, sometimes we're like, hey, open up to this. And we just go right into it. And you're like, great. I didn't even touch the Bible yet. Um, so it could be because you feel disqualified. Um, so do any of those reasons resonate with you? Is it maybe because wounds? Is it because of fear? Is it because of lack of urgency? Maybe you don't think it's important. Why, why do you feel like you don't read the Bible? Why, why, what, what are the barriers that you need to become aware to? All right, is everyone thinking? Thinking? Okay. Turn to someone right next to you and share. Turn to someone next to you and share. Why, why don't you read the Bible as much as you want to? All right, team. So I know that was a lot because you probably wouldn't share your wounds in a context like this. Um, there's probably more things. I just want to give you a chance to start engaging with the question of why don't we read? Because, um, yeah, we could be busy, and we are busy. Um, you know, I don't like that word because I really feel like if something's important, Right? If there's someone who's laying on a track of a train and the train's coming and you have something going on and you might say, I'm busy, you'd be like, no, I'm going to go rescue that little girl from the train. Right? If it's important enough, if it's urgent enough, you'll do it. And so even though we're busy, I guess the question is, um, why don't we feel like it's important or urgent? Um, and we're going to get into why um, in a second. But I just want us to get this. This is the biggest point for this morning. It's this. It's that the Bible is for you and the Bible is for now. Write that down. The Bible is for you, and the Bible is for now. It's for you even if you feel disqualified. It's for you even if you've never opened up the Bible. It is for you. It was written for you. Right now, you have everything that you need to hear the truth that God wants you to hear today. You have everything that you need yeah, if you knew more, maybe you could understand more of the depth and complexity of some of the passages and stuff. Um, but we believe that you have enough knowledge right now to hear what God wants you to hear today. Um, the Bible is for you, and the Bible is for now. Um, the Bible is for pastors, for theologians, for sinners, for those afraid, for grieving, for your grandma. The Bible is for babies, 
It is. It's for atheists. It's for the self-righteous. The Bible is for you. It's not for somebody who is super religious. It's not just for like the theological people, the people that study theology, which is the study of God. It's not just for people who are new to faith. Hey, here's the Bible because you're new. And then, you know, two weeks into it, once you've been a Christian for two weeks, you don't need to you just put it on your shelf. That's where it goes, right? It's a new person thing. Um, no, the Bible's for you. The Bible is for now. No amount of knowledge, nothing you're doing, nothing you've done renders you ineligible from reading, hearing, and responding to the good news of the Bible. Um, and so the question is, why should you read it? If you, the, the, I, I titled this series, Fighting for the Why. Everyone say, why? why? Turn to someone and say, why? If you can get a strong enough why, you can do any what. If you can get a strong enough why, you can, get a, you can do it any what. Okay, so maybe your New Year's resolution was to give up ice cream. Because you are an ice cream addict, and you love ice cream. Adventure Mountain Sundays, wow, that's your thing. And that's, you only go to camp for that. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Also, just a tip, don't buy one. Wait for leftovers, because people never finish it. Um, so maybe that's you. And you said, this year I'm giving up ice cream. Swearing it off. Ben and Jerry's, nope. Not going to do it. Rocky Road, nope. Um, and you said, I'm not going to do it. Um, but then, then you, you drive by um, and, you, and you see some frozen yogurt and you're like, well, it's kind of not ice cream. I don't know. Um, and then you, you go to the store and, and you, you see ice cream in there and then you open up your freezer and your, your mom has ice cream in there. And then you, you drive by like a dairy farm and you're like, that's where ice cream comes from. And you start to get tempted with wanting ice cream. Here's the thing. If you had zero reasons for giving up ice cream, you're just going to dive deep into ice cream. Yeah. Okay? But what if you had reasons? What if you had a why? I'm doing this because I'm lactose intolerant. Or I'm doing this because I want to be healthier. Or I'm doing this because I want to give it up so every time I think about ice cream, I actually pray. Um, maybe I'm doing this because right, I have a problem and I use ice cream to de-stress. Um, I don't know. This is a funny analogy. But what I'm trying to say is, if you have enough whys, you can do any what. And so for a lot of us, we don't have a good why. Why should you read the Bible? We have insufficient whys. And I'm not saying they're super bad, but I'm saying they're not enough to keep you, from re to keep you reading the Bible. Some of you might, um, actually, I'm going to read a couple quotes. Forget about willpower, it's why power. Your choices are only meaningful when you connect them to your desires and dreams. The wisest and most motivating choices are the ones aligned with that which you identify as your purpose, your core self, your highest values. You've got to want something and know why you want it or you'll end up giving up too easily. The person who has a clear, compelling, and white-hot burning why. I love that. White-hot burning lie. Uh, why. Um, <laughs> not why. Will always defeat the best at doing how. If you have a strong enough why, you can do any what or how. Um, so some of you, here's the reasons why maybe you've read the Bible. My parents told me to. That's awesome. It's a really cool reason. But one day your parents won't have charge over you. And then what are you going to do then? If, you, if that's your only why, you're not going to keep doing it. Does that, are you checking with this? Joel told me to. I went to church. Joel told me to read the Bible. Right? Joel's not going to be in your ear every single morning because that would be creepy. Um, um, I feel guilty. I feel really bad I haven't read the Bible in two years. Uh, God must hate me. Okay, cool. Maybe that will get you to read the Bible in a morning, um, but it won't get you to keep reading the Bible. Guilt does not lead to obedience. Guilt and shame never lead you to where you want to be. 
All right, if I were to say, if Alex were to guilt me into hanging out with him all the time, I wouldn't want to hang out with you, man. Sorry. <laughs> just, just true. All right. We hung out last night. All right. Um, um, I feel obligated to that similar. Um, to look good. Because you want the Instagram likes, right? Hashtag blessed. You want to put that on Instagram? You want to take a picture of it? If, hey, you know what? Okay, all these insufficient whys, they're okay. They're okay whys. They'll get to you there for a day or two. Um, but they're not going to sustain you. To be smarter than other people. Okay, also, it's a cool thing to be smart. Because um, if you're smart, like Will and like Nathan and like Matt, and you learn about the Bible, you can help other people. Um, that's, a, that's a really good reason. Um, I think there's some more whys um, that are stronger. And if you have those whys, because anytime you say, I want to do something for God. This year, I, I want to have a stronger identity in who I am as a person. And I, I want to know God more intimately. And I want to follow him. I want to hear his voice. Whenever you make a decision to do something for God, there is someone who wants to take the ground away from you. The enemy wants to take the ground that you're claiming for God. And so when you have a strong enough why, you stand your ground. And you don't give the devil a foothold over it. Um, and so whenever you say that, so if you're saying, I want to open my Bible, if you guys say that today, I want to open my Bible more this year than last year, you will be attacked by someone. And it will come in the forms of, oh, wow, that came up. Or, wow, I'm just really tired. Or, and it might be those little things that you end up abandoning. Um, and so we need to have a strong why. And so here, here's some whys. Um, one is to receive the benefits of God's word. All right, so we're going to do this. Um, we're opening our Bible. So who can read Psalm 119.98? Who can read the first one? Okay, Rebecca's got it. Who can read 107? Zach's got it. 130. Suzanne's got it. Uh, 147. Okay, uh, 165. Rebecca's got it. Um, we'll just keep going. Psalm 23, who's going to read that? Caitlin's got it. Uh, 23 verses 2 through 3. Psalm 23 verses 2 through 3. And Caroline's got it. Psalm 23 verses 3. We're going to read that again. Um, we're going to... Who's got it? You got it? Um, Psalm 23 verse 4. Kevin's got it. Psalm 23 verse 5. Who's got it? Last one. Psalm 23 verse 6. Okay. So um, we're going to make up these points together. You guys ready? All right, um, we receive the benefits of God's word when we read the Bible. So um, Psalm 119, verse 98. Everyone, if you're not, um, if you're not, if you don't have the Bible, just listen. <laughs> so what does it give? It gives wisdom. Everyone say wisdom. wisdom. Now everyone write down wisdom. <laughs> the Bible gives you wisdom. Wisdom isn't just necessarily knowing a lot of answers. Wisdom is knowing how to apply them in your life, knowing how to live a godly life. Um, Psalm 119, verse 107. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Or what do you hear there? Life. life. Everyone say life. Life. Now write down life. Okay, verse 130. Also, Psalm 119 is awesome, by the way. That's where all these are coming from. Um, verse 130. Who's got it? Light. Everyone say light. 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 I love it. Even the simple can understand. <laughs> 147. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. Everyone say hope. 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 
Okay, 165. Peace. Everyone say peace. So if you want to be more wise, if you want to be filled with more life, if you want more peace, if you want more hope, if you want more light to know what's right and wrong, to know what, where to move your steps, this is what the Bible gives us. The Bible gives us these things. Um, when we read the Bible, we also experience God's presence. Um, so Psalm 23, we're going to read about God's presence. Uh, verse 1. The Psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So what is that? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Satisfaction? He gives you what you need. Enough. He gives you enough. Good job, Jack. He gives enough. Um, Psalm 23, verses 2 through 3. Enough. So that one's he, um, he gives renewal. Renewal. Other verses might say restores. Now we're going to read verse 3 again. Who's got it? So we got that one. He gives leadership. He leads you. Verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Comfort. Everyone say comfort. Comfort. You guys are doing great. Verse 5. Who's got it? What do you think, sir? What does he give you? Read it again. Listen. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Okay. So he gives you more than you need. I love that word, you anoint. He gives you anointing. A-N-O-I-T-I-G. <clears throat> All right. Verse 6. Who's got verse 6? Okay, last one. Listen up. Jaden's got it. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Read it again. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Cool. And so he pursues us in love. Other translations, they say mercy there. He pursues us in love. So when you read the Bible, you experience the presence of God um, through the Holy Spirit. And that presence is enough. He gives you everything, not that you want, but everything you need. Um, he renews you. He gives you leadership and direction. He gives you comfort. He gives you anointing. He gives you love. Um, and these are really, these are pretty good whys. So why am I going to read the Bible? 
Because this morning I want more wisdom and more hope and more peace. And I want a stronger um, sense of my identity, that I'm, that I'm comforted and that I have hope and that I, I'm experiencing this God that is with me and who's for me. Right? It sounds like that's pretty good. We should start the day off like that. Um, these, are, these are pretty good whys. Um, but there is a third why that I think is even better. Um, and, and that's this. Um, even if you just kind of, we're about to pass out these like little bookmarks for like reading this week. Even if you take that bookmark and you crumble it up and you throw it on the floor and you say, I don't care, Joel. And you walk out because you're super moody. Um, and you say, I don't want to read the Bible. I'm not going to open it. I'm not going to be about this. Or I've tried this before and I'm done. Even if you say, I will not open the Bible, you need, you need to get this. You opening the Bible does not change God's love for you. He still loves you. You not opening up the Bible during this series does not make God love you any less. So the reason I think we, read, we should read the Bible is because you have already received and experienced God's love. You've already received and experienced God's love. You not reading the Bible doesn't change God's love for you. But reading is a response to his love for you. You don't read the Bible to get God to love you. That's, I, often I hear that in church. Wow, that's super legalistic, meaning um, you're saying that if I read the Bible, then God will love me. Christianity does not work in this way. It does not do, if you do this, then you get this. Um, as far as your standing before God. You, are, you stand before God and he sees you as righteous and loved. And because of that, we get to read the Bible. I guess, I know this is corny, but I'll, I'm going to say it. Um, when I worked uh, at Forest Home, especially when I, I counseled like a couple weeks with Trinity when I was in high school, um, and Vicky would write me letters every single day. Um, every single day to camp. I know, super romantic. Um, and... She would write me a, a letter for every day of the week. Um, and so I would get sent it. And these little seven, like seven-year-old boys would always make fun of me. And like, you'd have to do like, you had to do a gray squirrel, like a dance. There was like a song. Gray squirrel, gray squirrel, shake your... If you, man, Christianity is weird. <laughs> you had to sing a song in order to get your mail. And so like, the seven-year-olds would make fun of me because I would get a letter from Vicky every single day. Um, but I didn't really care that they made fun of me um, because I was super excited about the letter that Vicky was sending me. Um, and like every day, I look forward, like, because this is like the longest time I've ever been like away from home in high school, like a week at camp. Uh, and I, I look forward to that letter every single day. And I was excited to read it and I was expectant to read it. Um, and it, it just made me so happy. And I guess like my hope for you is in this series is that you could come to see the Bible like that. Like when someone sends you a text and you see the name and you get excited. Or, or, or when like um, you, you get like a phone call and, like, and you get excited because you, know you know who that person is. You know that they want to hang out. You know that they're for you. You know that they, they, that they have this awesome relationship with you. Like I hope that when you open the Bible, you would get ex just as excited um, as a friend that wants to hang out with you. Um, you not opening the Bible doesn't change how God feels about you. It doesn't change God's truth doesn't change God's character, and it doesn't change God's love for you. But you opening the Bible will change you. You not opening up the Bible, again, it doesn't change what the Bible says. It's still true. It doesn't change God's character. He's still good. And it doesn't change his love for you. He still does. But it will change you. 
um, and that's our hope in this series, is that you just open your Bible and you experience the life that God has for you. Does that sound good? So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, so right now I'm going to pray for us. We're going to do a little bit of a breakout in here in groups. Um, and then I'm going to give you just kind of a specific challenge for what we're going to be doing in this Sunday series. Um, let's pray together. So God, we thank you for your grace because your grace is the only thing that can motivate us to change. Your love is the only thing that can motivate us to live differently. Everything else is just going to leave us um, leave us empty. And so right now we just we confess that there's been a lot of reasons why we haven't engaged with you as much as we want to. And some of those are, are, are pretty deep reasons that maybe we need to sort through. And we just confess that um, whatever our reasons, your grace overwhelms them. Your love overwhelms them. We thank you for who you are and what you've done, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen.